Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question is a bit of a beginner question coming from Gord in Hamilton, Ontario. He writes, we're guiding our kids into adulthood in the context of real estate and investment. My kids are 20 and 22, one living at home, working on an HVAC apprenticeship, and the other in university for teaching. He's living in another city and working part-time. They're both very responsible with their money and saving for their futures. I want to guide them as to how they should save or invest now so that one day they can own a home. After all, it's looking less and less affordable. My son in the HVAC apprenticeship wants to buy a two-unit and live in one eventually to start out, but I'm having difficulty knowing how to guide him correctly. Well, Gord, this is a great question. I've often said that if you can't afford to buy a house, you should buy two. That's exactly what we're talking about. The structure of that deal will depend a little bit on the base income of your kids, but as a first-time buyer, they should qualify for a high-ratio insured loan. The structure we're talking about in Canada is a CMHC insured loan. You'll pay an insurance premium on the loan, which means a slightly higher rate, but you'll also get a high-ratio loan. These loans max out at 95% loan-to-cost. The specifics of the program allow for half a million dollars to be loaned out at 5% down payment and then a 10% down payment for anything above half a million dollars to a maximum purchase price of a million. For those listeners in the U.S., you can do the same thing with an FHA 203B loan. The FHA loan will max out at 97% loan to cost and the max loan amount for the FHA program varies depending on the community. Generally speaking, the name of the game here is to get rental income from the second unit in a duplex to subsidize the cost of ownership of your principal residence. At two units, the lender is going to look at the property in the same way they would look at a residential property. The primary means for repayment of the loan is going to be your employment income, but they will count the rental income towards your total income. The high ratio program qualifies for a single owner-occupied home or a duplex where one half is owner-occupied. It would not apply if you were going to do a triplex or a fourplex, and it wouldn't apply if you weren't going to reside in the other half. You would likely want a duplex like this to be self-managed by the owner, at least at the beginning. But as a first taste of being a landlord, you definitely want to make sure you've got the guidance of someone more experienced looking over their shoulder in an advisory capacity. The biggest mistake that rookie landlords make is in knowing how to qualify the prospective tenants and then knowing the rules under the landlord-tenant regulations. The key for properties like this is to choose a property that's going to attract the right quality of tenant. If you choose a property that's at the lower end of the income spectrum, you run the risk of attracting tenants that can't afford the rent. These are the ones that are going to be nickel and diming you all the way along. They're the ones that are going to be willing to rent a lesser property for $100 less a month because $100 a month will make a huge difference in their quality of life. In my experience, you don't want to be the cheapest property in the market. You also don't want to be the most expensive property in the market. Get yourself a property that's going to attract the right kind of tenant that you ultimately want living in your property for a long time. A duplex can be a great house hack. The market in Hamilton has become an extension of the greater Toronto area, and overall, the Toronto area supports a population of 6.1 million people, and historically has been adding about 125,000 residents a year. If you can invest in the Hamilton market directly, there's two plays. Number one, focus on people who live and work in the Hamilton market, or number two, focus on people who live in Hamilton but work in Toronto. The extension of the GO train into Toronto has made Hamilton a comfortable commute for those who work downtown but want to live in a lower cost area. The key is to be within walking distance of a train station. 
And for a first project, you don't want to be a hero and try and blaze a trail that's speculative. You want to copy a proven strategy within a neighborhood. Prices are up sharply this year in Hamilton, as I'm sure you know. We're talking over 20% price increase for single-family homes, and the median price is about 720000 If you can find a duplex for around 750000 where you can get your cost per unit down to 375000 you may have a winning formula. The big question is how much the bank is going to be willing to lend you as a max loan amount, and this is usually limited by looking at the total debt service as a percentage of your total income. You want to make sure you buy a property that you'll be happy owning for some time. If you have a hard time finding that property, you may find a property that's physically distressed at a reasonable price where you could force some appreciation by making some improvements. Your son may not have the income to qualify for a single-family home at $720,000, the median price, but they may qualify for a duplex at $750,000. The addition of the rental income, when added to your son's employment income, may be enough to make the project viable. Later down the road, that first investment could act as a stepping stone to bigger and better properties. There are high-quality mortgage brokers who are investor-oriented who can help you and your son with the specifics of determining whether a particular property will work financially for your son's situation. It's from these modest beginnings that investors buying their first property in their 20s can grow to having a vibrant portfolio which can provide financial freedom later in life. The message here is one of encouragement, and if you need help with finding some high-quality people in your local market who are trustworthy and knowledgeable, feel free to reach out to me, and I'm happy to make some introductions. I want to thank you, Gord, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, if you can't afford to buy a house, perhaps you should buy two. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.